Okay. Um, what's the best starting word? Good evening. Hey. Are you listening to me? Okay, we'll go with hey. Hey, you're listening to FS Jam with Christopher Burns and Anthony Campolo. It's a cold day in the UK. How is it in Colorado? It was very cold this last weekend. Actually, we had some snow, but um, it's warmed up a little bit now. Snow's melted. I can go outside now, so that's nice. That's a dream to hear about snow. In the UK, we normally get 10 centimeters in February. Isn't that, like, the perfect amount of snow, though? Do you want more snow than that? Well, it's disappointing as a British person, I would say. I would always love to open my window and see everything covered in snow. It's just something you don't get in the UK, but I'm sure it comes with all of its problems of not being able to drive or going to the shop, you know, digging out your driveway. But we're here today to talk about what is Next.js and why could it be so important to FS Jam? Yeah, this is definitely a great conversation because there's a lot of frameworks that are building on top of Next and other frameworks that are choosing to rebuild some of the same stuff that Next built, but in a slightly different way. And I definitely have a very strong opinion on this. I think that it is definitely maybe good idea to do one or the other. It's hard to say which, but it's definitely good to do one or the other. Okay, so I think it's worth explaining what Next.js is first, really. How would you describe it, Anthony? I would describe Next.js as a framework for React that was originally intended for server-side rendering, but is now expanded out to include other things as well. Yes, I have always seen Next as a competitor to Gatsby. While both of them were doing different things, they're very much head and head right now. And whenever I would go to build a new Jam website, I would always think, is this going to be in Next or is it in Gatsby? And then Gatsby would always have one magical component and that was their image processing and that's why i always picked gatsby i definitely agree that you would frequently hear people ask what should i use gatsby or next and their their thought process behind that was they would kind of learn some react they would check out create react app which we talked about in our original episode and they would be like okay i want something a little more than this And then they would hear, okay, there's Gatsby and then there's Next. And for many, many years, those were kind of like the things to build with for React. And when I would hear them compared, you would always say Gatsby is more of a static site generator and is better for things like content, marketing landing pages, things like that. Whereas Next was for server-side rendering and was better for a more dynamic application like a shopping cart or something of that manner so that was kind of like the canned answer you you would get from everyone and as i was learning these and i was digging into them 
I found that this distinction starts to break down when Next starts adding static generation features and Gatsby starts adding server-side rendering features. So the, the line between these has become blurrier and blurrier over time. I think it's always two Goliaths. One of them adds a feature, the next one follows it. The next one adds a feature, the other one follows it. And I'm guilty of this myself. A few months ago, if you asked me, what would you be using? I'll be Gatsby, 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 Gatsby. I think Gatsby is the best thing ever. But as we will talk about today, the tables have shifted. With the next conference, so many awesome things have came out of it. And that makes us question, would it be worth it if frameworks adopt next and then build their magic and abstractions on top of next after building my first next.js website and also watching the conference i think next.js is the next best thing i'm sure we're going to go into the conference in a minute and how that factors in to fs jam we are less than a week away from when it happened I didn't really watch any of the videos, honestly, because I know that they're all going to be online. There's a lot that I'm, I'm really curious to check out. I was just kind of hopping between the booths and doing some discording. Yeah, what was your impression of the conference? I watched a lot of the talks, but one of the things that always nags me with these kind of conferences is when they're more than two or three checks. It's like, which one do I watch? Do I watch uh, N-E-T or X? watch them all at the same time exactly i jumped around and a lot of them were beginner talks but also advanced talks at the same time and a lot of them really focused on the principles do i need to use next.js for this and what does next.js bring because it's okay saying the only tool in my toolbox is next.js but as one of the talks was about, you should always learn what is the best tool. If your customers use WordPress, well, you might actually prefer to learn a new skill and turn that WordPress into a Next.js website with a headless WordPress. Yeah, the talks, there were some really good talks. I learned quite a lot. Some of the talks that I want to highlight, I think the Monzo talk, was really really good uh, and if you didn't know monzo is a challenger bank in the uk their technology is phenomenal compared to most banks and when you say challenger bank what does that mean without going too in depth britain the uk obviously had their big banks you know hsbc uh, capital one the big banks a few years ago new legislation was brought out in the uk saying you could fast track to become a bank it would take one year instead of like five years that's not the nailed down numbers they're just approximately yeah it just means that it's not going to take you a ridiculously long time to get set up and going so you can have more of a startup kind of mentality i would imagine exactly and monzo i've just started opening a beta in the us so us users can join but they are very much known as the trendy mobile only bank in the uk for us that's probably like robin hood they're more like stocks than a bank but um in terms of being like a hip new finance thing i guess 
Revolut is probably your closest. I don't have money, so I don't worry about where to put my money. Ah, simple. But the other talk that I'm sure we're going to talk about in a second was with Chris Ball. His talk was about FS Jam. And the title was... Not anything to do with bison. <laughs> he should have put bison in his title, I thought. I get why he didn't, you know. It was Next.js, a framework for frameworks, I think is what it was. His slides, we'll link in the share notes. Chris Ball will be on the podcast. So make sure you subscribed. So when that interview is released, you'll get to hear it. I already know he's working on some really, really cool things for FS Jam. One of the main subjects that he spoke about was that he believed the Next.js framework was the best way to start another framework. And this brings us on to the topic of what is the right path and what do you gain and lose by using quite a big framework as your base. To give context, Bison and Blitz, they use Next.js and then they add their own magic and abstractions on top of that. When Redwood decided to go their own way and basically make everything themselves. And that's the core talk of this episode, the debate that I'm sure we'll go into in a minute. To go back to Chris Paul's talk, the main points were he believes by using Next.js as a base, Whenever Next.js add a major feature, it's okay. Blitz and Bison already have it, such as the image tag. Whenever you create a new application with Blitz or Bison, they will now have automatically optimized images. If you take your own route, like Redwood have, they then have to talk about how do we build an image component? How does that manage? How do we get all the same benefits and a simple interface as Next? There's a lot of pros and cons. It's very much what would you like and what would you be willing to sacrifice? And I think that this subject is very opinionated and there is no right answer. But let's debate it. Yeah, I agree. I think the answer, you know, is a definite maybe. There is really no good answer. I'm glad you brought up this topic because as we said, this is what Blitz is doing also building on top of Next. So this has been something I've been thinking about going back to when I was learning Blitz and Redwood when I first started learning them back in like May. And the question of do we want to take all this work that's been done by Next and stand on the shoulders of giants or do we want to build it out ourselves? And the trade-off is always going to be about control is how much control do you really have over your own framework and the pieces that make up that framework and it's good to have control if you have the skill set to use that control in a way that's going to benefit you in the long run it really is going to be situational contextual one thing that i would want to point out though as kind of a historic case study of a time when it would have seemed really obvious to build on another layer would have been one of the very first MVC JavaScript frameworks came out around like 2010, Backbone JS, done by Jeremy Ashkenaz, and they built on top of jQuery. 
as their base layer. And at the time, it was like, why wouldn't you build on top of jQuery? It was the thing, everyone was using it, had so much work behind it. And, you know, today, you wouldn't want to use a framework that uses jQuery as, as its base layer. That would seem like a really bad idea. So something that may seem like a good idea to build on at the time, you have to think about where is this going to be in five years? Do we want to be able to evolve our own base layer over those years? Or do we want to really hope that this thing isn't going to become the next jQuery? Or maybe you want to be the next jQuery. jQuery is still used by a lot of people, so who knows? My thoughts is that you would be shooting yourself in the foot when you think about what is done right versus what's done wrong next.js gets a lot of things right the biggest thing that makes fs jam fs jam is the abstractions and the magic that blitz bison and redwood could do you know they make it easy to build full stack applications while you can do that with just next you tend to find that there's still a lot of glue that you still have to do a lot of management a lot of running certain things the main question is do you think redwood not adopting next.js for their web side is a crutch do you think it would be a crutch or not I think time will tell. Like we said, it's it's really hard because it's it's all about the trade-offs you get. It's just going to depend how each of these projects develop. For me, I think it's great to see these different approaches. That's why I like seeing how these different frameworks solve this solution. Because ideally, you can look at, okay, how is Next doing routing? And how is Redwood doing routing? And like, why is it different? Like, why did Tom decide to build his own router? Like, obviously that wasn't something that just came out of nowhere. There was something that it was doing that he wanted to be different. And it's really hard if you don't have the technical context to understand like why these decisions were made and getting that context really requires actually building out things yourself with these tools. I think it's just great that, you know, a lot of people are out there experimenting, like people such as yourself, Chris, who are using all these frameworks, you know, like in production. What frameworks would you say you've actually like used what you consider in production? I've used Gatsby, I've used Next.js, I've used Redwood, and I've tested Blitz, but I've not touched Bison yet. I'm very much a developer that, what's the use case, which one suits best? And I built my startup with Redwood. And the biggest thing I find right now, and the guys at Redwood are amazing. We're going to talk to them soon. But I think the API side is amazing. It's just what I wanted when it comes to a GraphQL server. But the website is lacking. And they know that. We all know that it's alpha and it's building. And optimizations and fixes come every week. But when you play with something like Next without bison or blitz you just feel like so much faster and with the optimizations and the new image tag that came out with next 10 it makes me feel envious it makes me feel like my ultimate 
FS Jams stack would be a Redwood API with a next layer with the Redwood magic on top of that. And that does exist, doesn't it? Isn't that what Danny demonstrated at our last Redwood meetup? Well, yes, Danny did demonstrate that. And I've also demonstrated that. The platform that I have built is called Everfund. It is a payment platform for nonprofits. And that has multiple sides. But the main three sides are the API, that's in Redwood, the dashboard, that's in Redwood, and our payment links, they are in Next.js. The Next.js application sits on Vercel and that communicates with our Redwood server through Apollo. And with that, I've seen how beneficial Next.js is when attached to a Redwood server. And that's what's left me envious is that I've used Next.js with and Redwood API. And then when I go back to Redwood web, I just feel like it's lacking so much. Next has already ticked off. And if we had to put a business mind on it, how much development time would it take for Redwood to gain them features? Would it be clearer if they adopted a Next.js side? Next.js could be optional. I'm sure that's an interesting question that we'll ask David. This is why I really find Bison to be so interesting because I think you get a little bit of the best of both worlds between Blitz and Redwood because you get the next stuff like Blitz has, but you also get all the GraphQL stuff like Redwood has because that's what has kept me in Redwood is I really like using GraphQL and like you said, having that API is really great, but if you have also all this other great stuff you get from Next, but you can still have a really powerful API. That's why I've found Bison to be a really fascinating project and worth looking at. So look forward to getting Chris on and talking to him. I'm really trying to not try Bison because I feel soon as I try it, I will be like, why did I pick Redwood? But at the time, Redwood was the best option. Yeah, Bison didn't exist at the time, right? Bison's only been around for, what, two months now, I think? Uh, yeah, it's still a great option. And yes, I put on my hard hat and use something before it's ready. But for me, Redwood was right. And I think it will still be right. And I'm still backing Redwood as much as I'm backing Blitz and Bison. My next question would be... Where do you think the next big goal is? Why is that? Because we know that each framework is still building their stable 1.0. What will come after? What will be the next big feature? And I think that that feature may be around databases. What do you think? I think databases are definitely something that a lot of work, interesting work is going on. I would throw a curveball there and say, what if the next big thing is caching, like with what Remix is doing? We haven't talked about Remix at all, which is the new framework by Michael Jackson and Ryan Florence. And they're doing a lot of work on HTTP caching and the whole caching layer. 
and a Redwood struggling with caching right now. And so it'll be interesting to see how some of that influence starts to leak in. Yes. I'm really interested in Remix. I understand that pricing structure, but I wish there was a demo or a trial. You know, I develop with it for free, but if you want to take it into production, you need to pay because I think that would be the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, it's it's hard to say. I can't speak for them. If you've really heard their whole story, like they, their entire business got, got wiped out by COVID. So there's a lot of kind of forces that go into the, the decision they've made behind their pricing structure. Wasn't a lot of their income from workshops and conferences? Right, yeah. So they ran React training and they would go do workshops so they would teach React. And so all in-person workshops became illegal and you had to essentially do video conferencing and people won't pay as much for video conferencing you know whether that's fair or not or a good decision or not it's it's the way it is they had a team of people that they were training to take over react training so that they can work full-time on remix and then COVID hit and they had to lay off their whole team and so they spent like a month just working on getting their team jobs so they made sure they would be set up hmm I'm yet to check it out. I get their newsletter, but I'm quite busy and I can't just keep looking at other frameworks right now. Nanodabit put out a good video and a good article that we'll link to where he just did a run through of like your first kind of Hello World remix project. So I think that's the best resource right now for someone who can't afford the license, such as myself. So as you can probably hear, Since the first episode, I have got a better mic. And with that, we've been doing a lot of preparation in the background with getting on a lot of guests. But also, we still want to have these casual chit-chats between Anthony and myself. We're working out a schedule. We are unsure right now how weekly or bi-weekly it will be. We're just taking it in free flow finding out what works best for us and what works best around us because a lot of our conversations will tend to be based upon news or what's happening in our development and also guests and their opinions. We have our next episode, we'll have David Price. The David Price, you mean? It will have the David Price on and we will be going deep into Redwood and how it's managed growing and succeeding in FS Jam. Yeah, I'm looking forward to talking with David. We'll be talking more about community management type stuff and less like nitty gritty technical details. And he's been someone who's really helped bring me into the fold and has been so patient and kind in answering my questions and and helping me get spun up in the community. So really happy to have him on and, and get to talk about the work he does. It's going to be great. I bought a brand new mic just so David didn't have to hear my terrible mics. That's the end of this quick episode about Next.js. Do tell us on Twitter, fsjam.org, what you would like to see. Would you like to see short, single-topic episodes or more longer episodes? Because we want to hear the feedback, you know? Yeah, you can check out our new website. It is fsjam.org. We're currently working on getting the podcast on all platforms, 
It's currently available through Spotify and I believe Google Podcasts with Apple Podcasts coming in the upcoming weeks. That's it from me. Thanks a lot, everyone. Have a good one. I'll be Gatsby, 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 Gatsby. I think Gatsby is the best thing ever. Now, I think Next.js is the next best thing. <laughs> <laughs>